0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for Dallas Business Radio.
1: Now, here's your host.
0: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Dallas Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today, we have with us Zach Pritchard with All Around Financial Coaching. Welcome, Zach.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I'm excited to learn about All Around Financial Coaching. How are you serving folks?
1: So, basically, what we do, we help people um, control their budget, control their impulses, and their spending habits. So, if we need to change it, we'll kind of take a look at that. But um, a lot of people have that, that struggle of not knowing um, where their money's going and they end up not getting some of their goals met. So, we kind of help break that down and, and look at it month to month and help walk them through that.
0: So, now what is the kind of problem they're having right before they contact you? Do, are they even aware that this is a problem yet?
1: Um, A lot of times they're not, but those the people that are aren't aware, they don't know who to ask, and so. um But a lot of times, when people start realizing that they're tired of living paycheck to paycheck, or they're tired of, um, you know, a lot of people don't even think living paycheck to paycheck is a bad thing. But if you know, if a lot of people are realizing it now when something like the COVID thing hit, and they, a lot of people lose their jobs or something happens that causes them to kind of look at their situation and say. Well, I don't really like that I'm not prepared for an emergency or I'm not, you know, my retirement's not looking like I wanted it to, or like my goals, you know, I, I thought I was going to be at a different spot by now. And so it's not looking at that. Um, I had those ideas and they realize that they may need some help or some guidance and getting um, those things um, done in the right order, so to speak. So that's where I think a lot of people, like where I struggle with is getting people to realize that they, they can do a lot better with a coach than they can on our own. It's just with anything else we do from a personal trainer standpoint to, um, I mean, business, whatever, you know, a lot of people have business coaches and they help them, you know, grow their business faster and, you know, keep on, stay on track. Um, It's all about accountability, but we also do a lot. We kind of specialize in um, helping couples in communication specifically around finances, but it kind of, it kind of bleeds over into other areas of our relationships because communication is a big thing. So if you can um, kind of sit down and and start to communicate around your finances, you can really um, play that into really all the other conversations that we, that we have and we, we struggle with as a, as a couple. So we do a lot of that.
0: So now how did you get into kind of the financial coaching game? What was, what was your background?
1: So I first started listening to Dave Ramsey when I was, or just out of high school, and um, I listened to him for a while and kind of jumped on his program and and have lived it ever since, and it's just done really well for us. And I really love the finance side of things, and um, so I started helping people just on the side for f- just as a friend and and uh, and part of some of my family. But as I did that, um, I had my other main job and. I ended up losing that main job and so I just kind of fell into um, doing the the financial coaching more and more and ended up just deciding that that to be my full-time thing so I started my business doing that and um, I was actually trained went through Dave Ramsey's training program to to become a coach or, and just kind of help me out and talking with people and, and dealing with certain issues around the finances um, in, in industry so That's kind of a short short summary of how I got started.
0: So now in your um, practice, it sounds like uh, it's a lot of it is about changing behaviors and maybe improving communication in order to help people really get to the heart of the why that they're doing this. Because I think that if you don't really have a powerful why, it's hard to get fired up about any goal. Uh, Oh,
1: absolutely. Now, can you talk
0: about like... um, like you said, that some people are like, well, I don't want to pay, I I don't have any money. So why am I going to pay money that I don't have for a coach to just tell me I don't have any money? You know, like you started out by just for free, probably listening to Dave Ramsey, but you felt you would get more out of it. Um, I assume by kind of leaning into his teachings and his coaching and, uh, that's probably worked out for you. But some people have that disconnect of believing that they need help. First of all, they that requires some humbleness and humility to even be vulnerable enough to say, maybe I don't have all the answers here. So how has Dave Ramsey and his team and his practice helped you kind of, you know, open the door, at least for a conversation, open their mind that, Hey, there is out help out there. And it might be worth investing some of what seems to be a little bit of money our way.
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I've kind of realized is people, um, and with money, we all want to, um, kind of hold it in and not let anybody know what our situation is but the more like and, and that create that can create problems because if you don't have the accountability on the outside then or even with your spouse a lot of times and I was one of them I would hide things from my spouse not that it was a big um, issue it was just like some of the small you know spending things that I did during the day I didn't want to have to answer for because maybe we had agreed on not spending this or not spending that. But, and so we want to hold those in too much and not get that help that we can really use. But once you get the help, you start to realize how much you, you know, actually could have used beforehand. So, um, and yes, so a lot of people will come to me and say, I don't have money, but then they have the money to go out and go out and eat this weekend or, you know, go to a party or so someone's something to that effect. So it's not about, do you have the money? It's, do you have the priority um, to fix that, that situation? And um, going back to your, your why, I mean, in my programs, every, every lesson, every, you know, couple, every person that, every client that we start with the first session is all about why we have to really focus in on that why and determine what that why is because that's where i think that's the biggest key in this process and so i do like to tell people i i barely do much with the finances i do a lot with the behavior and the communication around that that
0: because the finances
1: but because everybody can do math everybody can go ahead
0: Right. The finances part, really, I mean, there's a lot of tried and true ways to deal with finances. It's just changing kind of negative behaviors into more positive ones that are going to have really the big impact.
1: Absolutely. And because that's where, you know, we, you know, behavior finances is 80 percent behavior or more. Um, It's just kind of that term of it's it's a large portion of it. And so I want to help you create better decisions around your behavior and around your your spending habits rather than telling you, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. Like, if you want to spend, you know, money on X or Y or, you know, a toy, then go spend it, but do it on purpose, not by accident, not by an impulse, and then have to feel guilty about it later. So, you know, when I talk about budgeting, people get kind of tensed up because I think it's a tight, um, you kind of have to scrimp and, and save and do all this and you can't buy this, you can't buy that. But what I tell people is it's just a, a plan for what you're doing with your money so if you want to spend 500 on a a toy then go spend 500 on a toy but do it on purpose Um, because it makes you feel a lot better and a lot more accomplished at that point
0: right and it's and it it creates kind of that transparency that's saying i am doing this on purpose and i want the toy and i don't care absolutely and it's intentional. It's not like you said. It's not just an impulse. And I think a lot of folks, especially around money and, and in other behaviors as well, you know, you can say the same, you can have almost the same conversation about health and wellness. Oh, that, absolutely. That people are impulsively, you know, eating the cupcake when they they're trying to lose weight, but the cupcake was free and it was in front of them.
1: Yeah. And they, they lose sight of that why. And that's why, you know, my, my first session with everybody is about the why And I want them to at the end of that session, um, their homework basically is to create a visual of what that why looks like. So if someone comes to me and says, well, I want to retire and do this and do that. Well, I'm going to make them kind of create a visual that reminds them of what they want to do in retirement. Because then when they go to spend something that's out of their budget, or that they didn't plan on, then they can stay can remind themselves why they're going to say no to that. And kind of have to sacrifice a little bit now so that they can get that later um, goal met. And so it's just a matter of keeping that on your mind because that's what happens even with the health and wellness. Like you lose sight of why you're doing it when that cupcake's in front of you and you you want it. But if you can keep in in your mind why you want to lose the weight or get fit or whatever it may be, then you can, it'll help you um, say no to those things in the moment.
0: So, um, what was your why? What got you kind of on the straight and narrow when it came to this?
1: So, I think for me, the um, with my parents, it, uh, like I saw, watched them struggle as a kid, and, and they lived paycheck to paycheck, and so it just like I knew there had to be a different way to manage and have a more um, relaxed or peaceful financial life, so to speak. And so, as I started listening to Dave, I just uh, it really kind of resonated with me that we don't have to play this debt game all the time and we can have a, a more um, peaceful life and not have to worry about, Hey, am I going to make my you know, mortgage payment or did I spend too much this month? And so I think that was really the big reason what got me started and thinking about it. But my why is to show or to have a, um, a quality of life for my kids. And, and if I want to do something for them, I can, I don't have to tell them no because of a money situation. I may tell them no, because, you know, I want to say no, or it's not, you know, that's not something we want to do for them or whatever it may be, but I don't want it to become a feeling of, I can't support them or I can't provide for them. And I'm not saying my parents didn't provide for us, but I think it was more of a, um, I don't want to feel guilty about doing something, um, you know, for my kids or for my retirement when it's, um, you know that's just that's just what you're. I don't know how to put it, but um, I want to live a life that's quality, not in fear or not in guilt, all the time, trying to kind of chase chase those decisions or kind of that that direction, if that makes sense.
0: Right. Well, you don't want to be kind of. Um have this life of scarcity when there isn't a life of abundance out there if you just require some pre-planning. it doesn't necessarily require boatloads of new money. it just requires of allocating the money in a more you know prudent manner. And once you have certain skills and you have certain knowledge, it becomes I don't want to say it's easy because it's not easy, but it does become simple. like the decisions are simpler. And it does create, the when you have a simple decision-making process, when you know this is what I spend money on and this is what I don't spend money on, every decision is easier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it makes your month and your your weeks go by a little easier because when you do have these um, impulse decisions that come up, you're like, well, I've already decided this month I'm not spending a lot of money on restaurants or, you know, extra money or extra fun money or whatever. So you can already say no. I'll, I'll I'll think about putting that into my budget next month if I still want it in two weeks. So it really makes you think about do I really need that item or that um you know that you or do you really need to spend that money on that item? Uh, makes you really think about that in the in the long run. So I think that's a big part of it is that abundance. I want to have that abundance of life. It doesn't mean I have to make five hundred thousand a year. It just means that I'm going to be intentional about what I'm doing. Um, now and so that i can reach all those goals in the future
0: now was it difficult to get your spouse on board
1: it, it it was i mean the communication side of it was big because we struggled to communicate about anything early on and so um just getting us on the same page there and the but again we to, to do that you have to start talking about the why you have to think about you know what would it look like if we did this and if we got to a point where we were, you know, able to manage our finances at that level. Um, Cause early on we had a bunch of debt. We had, you know, we had all these payments and so it took us some time to kind of get through all that and pay everything off. But now we're at a point where, you know, there's that level of peace that we don't have to make a ton of money to live our um, life and be, um, you know, be happy in that, in that um, space, so to speak. So it just takes a little bit of time to get to that point, and so, but talking about the why is the best way to do it. So, if your spouse isn't on board, then you have to um, kind of ask those questions. Like, don't don't tell them what we need, what you need to do. Tell, ask them why, you know, what their goals are for retirement, what their goals are long term, so that they can start to be, build this reasoning behind doing what you what what you need to do to sacrifice. To maybe get there in the, in the long term.
0: So now, when you're working with clients, you said you prefer, or not? I don't know. Prefers the right word, but um, maybe enjoy working with couples because I would think that the power in the couple is now you're controlling a lot of the variables now. Right. So now the only variable is the kids really <laughs> spending. Yeah. But so you got the key stakeholders involved. And if you can kind of get them singing off the same uh, choir sheet, then you have a much higher probability of success.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's that like the, I always talk about the Clydesdale example where they talk about one, you know, one horse can pull 8,000 pounds, two untrained horses can pull, I think it's, I guess, 16,000 pounds. And then if you train those two together, they could pull 42,000 pounds together, Uh, or maybe it's 32, but it's just that idea that if you both get on the same page, y'all can do so much more with your money and with your life, um, raising your kids. And I think the biggest thing people don't realize is the amount or the effect that their money has on their relationships with their kids, their relationships with their um, spouse, like from a deeper level of maybe intimacy or um, just connecting on any level. Like if you are always struggling with the money side, you never really get to open up on the other um, topics around marriage and around that relationship. So if you can get the money, if you can be be on the same page about your money and your finances, then you're going to be able to spend more quality time together on other topics. And really know start to learn more about each other from that standpoint so i think that's a big misunderstanding when it comes to you know really wanting to control your money and be intentional about it and be on the same page about it
0: yeah i agree 100 percent. like this is an area that if you invest time into and get right the ripple effects of this are going to be uh very evident in a short period of time especially if you have children this is going to mean you're going to have most likely a stronger marriage that probably won't break up because usually relationships, not usually, but in a lot of cases they break up because of financial reasons. The stress of finances are at the heart of a lot of dissolutions of, of relationships. So if you can get this right, you're going to have less problems and a happier life. Uh, it could And it could impact generations because now you're role modeling good behavior for your kids who aren't going to make the same mistakes you might have made.
1: Absolutely. And I think the biggest problem in the in, in the marriage of those couples that struggle with money is not the fact that either they don't have enough money or, you know, whatever. It's just the communication between the two. Like they may be a little bit off on um, ideas around money, but if they were to come together, they can build a, what, what I would call a new idea for their family. Like they're, they have their own opinions, but they have a family opinion or a family unit as as I call it. And so they basically, we, as for me and my family, we run our finances as one unit, but we do come together and talk about it from our different perspectives and our different points of view, whatever we want out of um, that money. But at the end of the day, you know, it's one account, it's one decision that's made that we both agreed on, if that makes sense. So you're able to connect on that level and communication in that is is one of the biggest keys and probably the biggest problem when people have struggles with money, they just don't want to communicate about it. They're afraid of, you know, what they've spent money on. They're afraid of what their spouse is going to say about it. Or maybe they've got an addiction, they are still trying to hide. And then once you start looking at the money, it's gonna, you know, open that up and it, it just, but then if you really think about it, if you start opening that, that door of where the money's going and you start to see some of those addiction problems, then your spouse can really hold your hand and help you through that addiction if you're really wanting to get, get rid of it. And um, I've seen it in our life, So it's, it's very beneficial to have that support of your spouse in that regard. It doesn't mean that y'all, you know, both have to do all the, the details of the budget and one can do the details and one can just be the support around the decisions that are made in that budget.
0: Right. But, but uh, this kind of dynamic creates a level of mutual respect, a common goal. You're both aligned around the same why. It's it just a, a fantastic foundation in order to achieve the goal, whether it is financial or just even relationship stability. Um, so I think that your coaching is right on, and I think that you have a chance to really make a big impact with a lot of folks. Um, what is the best way for someone to get a hold of you to learn more about your coaching program?
1: Yeah, so we have. Um, I mean, I guess the best place to go is to our website, which is aafinancialcoaching.com. And so that, I mean, there's a couple of uh, of courses on there. Ones that one that is free right now. It's just a starter, like a basically a, a seven-lesson starter um, course to get you kind of thinking about how to change your behavior around your finances. It they're all five-minute videos or or so, right, right around there, so they're not long. It's just to start that process of thinking about what to do. And I think a lot of people struggle thinking, oh, I got a budget for the whole month. I don't even know. I don't know how. I don't know how much I spend on groceries. I don't know how much I spend on gas, but. It's really just to get you started in that thinking process. It's not a, a catch all, but it will get you kind of thinking in the right direction.
0: And that makes it more manageable and therefore a higher probability of them actually doing it.
1: Exactly. Cause a lot of people will, will start with one month and they'll go, okay, I'm going to do it this month. And then they fail that first week at, they do an impulse spend or they overspend somewhere and they they just quit after that. Cause they, they've already failed at their new goal that they wanted. And so what I, what I teach people in that course is to break it down into weeks and you can start to see, okay, I can spend a hundred dollars in groceries this week. Well, then you can kind of extrapolate that out. Okay. That's $400 a month. And, but then you, if you're not so tied to, you know, being perfect in that goal, cause you're not going to be, you're trying to build a new habit, a new, um, you know, way of living that you, that's against your whole, you know, last however many years you've been living that way. So you're trying to change something and you have to take baby steps and think, okay, what do I need to do today to fix that or to change my behavior? So if normally I go into a store and I just kind of buy whatever, then I'm going to tell you to have a plan before you go into the store and say, I'm not spending any money outside of these items that I'm going in here for. And so It kind of helps you in that process of changing that behavior.
0: Right. It makes things manageable and not
1: overwhelming. Absolutely.
0: Well, Zach, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Uh, The website, once again, is aafinancialcoaching.com. Zach Pritchard, thank you for sharing your story.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Dallas Business Radio.